Yeah, and if I did watch this Tony Award show with you, Taylor, I feel like I need to apologize because <laughs> I have gotten a little bit better and my friends will know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit better about this right now in this day and age. Uh, but I was not so great at watching Tony Awards with people because I wanted to see and hear every single aspect of it as if my life depended on it. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your little sister's school production of Frozen Junior, you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com. Or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing a Tony's Rewind. Uh, All right, Rachel, how excited and pumped are you to talk about all things Tony Awards again. <laughs> Let's go. I'm so excited. I am so, I just can't contain it. I really am so excited. Honestly, uh, yeah, this this is a great Tony Award, y'all, and it's going to be so much fun. And, it's going to be amazing. Um, you know, we're back to our regularly scheduled program. Back. We're back. That little, that little after school special <laughs> that we gave. <laughs> <laughs> about the history of theater and i hope y'all uh enjoyed our uh our little our little series but we're back <laughs> with the tony yeah. and yeah taylor let's tell our listeners what a tony's rewind is just in case they missed the first one or they need a refresher yeah, so if this is your guys first episode um our tony awards rewind um which is a mouthful you know take a shot for every time we say that um we (laughs) will reflect on a tony awards and we'll basically say hmm did they get it right did the tony awards get it right this year Um, yeah that's right taylor but we reflect and we say "Mm, did they get it right i mean the spoiler alert is we always believe that we're right and they're wrong so you know know the good listeners out there what the tony awards are and just in case they're not aware yes so the tony awards once again are like the super bowl but for theater and there are many teams competing so it's actually a little bit more chaotic it's similar to other award shows as you might know Um, but it also has a community aspect, which we'll go over, but the brief history piece that I will, I think say every time that we do this and see who can regurgitate it the best is the awards. They were founded by theater producer and director Brock Pemberton and are named after Antoinette, Tony Perry. 
an actress, producer, and theater director who was the co-founder and secretary of the American Theater Wing. And the first Tony Awards was held on April 6, 1947. Whoa, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Contrary to popular belief, we were not at the first Tony Awards. We were not. No. But this year... There were not any uh, recording devices there either, probably, you know. No. That would be cool if we could go back and see that one. Um, Would it be cool, though? I don't know. Maybe not. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Thank you for that. So today's episode, we are talking about the 66th Annual Tony Awards, which took took place in 2012. Oh, my gosh, Taylor. Excited. I am very excited. Mm. This Tony Awards has so much going on. Mm-hmm. So the last time we did Tony Awards, we were like, we're just going to focus on the musicals. Mm-hmm. And for this Tony Awards, we're going to try hard to not just do that, which means buckle your seatbelts. This is a zero to 65 roller coaster start. Yep. So yeah, there's just a lot that's happening. Yeah, right and... now we're going up that hill. We're chugging. We're click, 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 click. <laughs> and you just get ready for Soon? that round. That that downfall, downfall. Yeah, Neil. Coaster, so I don't where Neil Patrick Harris are. is just gonna <laughs> that downfall. <laughs> I don't know the terms. This is not a James Bond movie. You know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so for those gosh. that don't know, the 66th annual Tony Awards um, were recognizing achievement in Broadway productions during the 2011 and 2012 season um the ceremony was held at the beacon theater um which it's been there a couple times and it's kind of cool because it's really intimate it's it's a broadway theater so you kind of get to have a smaller space a lot of the time we've said before it's at radio city musical and that's a really big space which is also fun in a different way this was hosted by none other than neil patrick harris it was his third time of four times hosting the Tony Awards. And yeah, to give us, to give some context about where Rachel and I were in our lives during this time, because we were, you know, we weren't alive for the very first Tony Awards, but we were alive for this Tony Awards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This took place on June 10th, 2012, which I said before recording this, this was on my anniversary, but just six years before I got married. Um, we were both 16 years old when this took place. I remember watching this Tony Awards. Like, I legit remember watching it. I, we may have even watched it together. Like, that is a, a True. Honestly, we probably could have. Yeah. I didn't even I, think I, about that until yeah. right now. Because <laughs> we did watch a lot of Tony Awards together. So. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Especially in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And there were definitely some shows that my family, my sister and I, um, uh, we all loved that were recognized at this award show so yeah really really cool yeah and if I did watch this Tony award show with you Taylor I feel like I need to apologize because <laughs> I have gotten a little bit better and my friends will know exactly what I'm talking about mm-hmm. got a little bit better about this right now in this day and age uh, but I was not so great at watching Tony Awards with people because I wanted to see and hear every right. single aspect of it right. as if my life depended on it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just got a little nervous. There was one time I remember where we didn't have CBS at my house 
And so we got an antenna or whatever and tried to broadcast it and it kept freezing and I cried because it wasn't working. You know, and they yelled life, at my dad. If so your life was a sitcom, that would be like one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> it would be honestly so good. Can Beanie please play me? Please. Oh, I would okay, love great. that. Who can play? Yeah, me? perfect. Someone that, got, someone that got awarded at this at this um at this Tony Awards could play me. Oh, that's just, we're not going to say it now, but oh, ooh, spoiler. Later, Rachel knows. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say too, uh, coming off of the Academy Awards that just happened this year, we're not going to talk about it, guys. We're not going to talk no. about it. It's fine. Wrong podcast for that. Not, yeah, you know. Um, but coming off of the Academy Awards, it's interesting to watch a Tony Awards because yeah. I think they're just so much better at putting a show together than the Oscars. I love watching Absolutely. the Oscars, but the Tonys really know what they're doing. Like it really just seemed like so streamless, stream, streamless, seamless. And streamlined. <laughs> and streamlined. It's not one word. <laughs> exactly. Streamlined <laughs> and seamless. Streamless. Exactly. That's what I was going for. So yeah. it just really seemed like put together and the way, so there was a lot of controversy this year at the Oscars of how they were going to, I mean, among a lot of things, but they were going to, um, you know, not include all the segments on the live telecast and then edit them together. The Tonys have been doing that for years. Yeah. They do it yeah, with so the program. Well. They do it so well and they really give a chance to shine as much as I would love to see all of the, things awarded the tony's got other sh you know shit to do they gotta they gotta display yeah. all the all the musicals and then in this one they basically did every play which yeah. is <laughs> insane so yeah i just i love i forgot how much i mean obviously with the 1998 ones it was so fun but this tony awards was just so much fun it was so fun it was and i think one thing that I, we mentioned in the previous tony rewind but is super important for people who maybe don't watch Tonys or don't watch award shows is that the, the host is really vital, not yeah. just because they're, you know, presenting who the presenters of the awards are going to be, which of course they do, but in the Tonys specifically, which then became adopted in other places like the Oscars eventually, um, you know, the host normally sings some songs. There's an opening yeah. number, like any good Broadway show, there's an opening number where normally the host is at least in it, if not singing in it. Um, and they also sing normally uh, at least one or two more times throughout the time. Right. And they, they work more as a uh, character and, you know, kind of prompt instead of just like the narration potentially for the Oscars right. or for other Academy Awards, there is also a narrator of the Tony Awards yeah. who is narrating to the home audience. Um, and so the job of the host is to do all of those really awesome things. So I, maybe that's yeah. a good place to start, Taylor. What was the opening number? Well, the opening number, did it have a name? I guess it did. Well, I think it, the opening number, wasn't it? Hello from the 2011 oh, right. award. Yes. Yes. Okay. Awardee. I wasn't sure if you were talking about the, uh, the oh, no. song that they sang right after that, but yeah. So it opened with hello from the previous best musical winner, which was the book of Mormon, um, yes. which I actually found interesting, but I also, and, and you know, obviously we're only talking about this Tony awards, but knowing Neil Patrick Harris's other hosting 
times of the Tony Awards. I actually found this part to be a little lazy because I was okay, they're just singing hello. That's all they're doing. But then it kind of went into another song, which I also I did enjoy. But I again, it's hard not to compare to his other hosting times because I think those are a little bit better. But as far as these times specifically this time i did enjoy like the whole bit with patty lapone of them like talking oh yeah and yeah that was that was really great i really liked that but yeah the the hello piece i kind of liked it i mean i liked it because it's an here's why i liked it yes it's probably lazy in some ways but it also was fun to see like the cast from last year. Yeah. It's kind of like when a cheer competition, previous champions come in and they like open the mm-hmm. thing for you and they're not competing. Like yeah. Book of Mormon is not competing anymore. Mm-hmm. So for them to open it, it's also such a funny song in general in the show. Um, and they had some good parts where nominees for our, this 2012 Tonys were the people that they knocked on the door, rang the doorbell of, like yeah. the guest room, like Judith Light was one of them. Um, Ricky Martin, right, was another. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that was cute. And then Neil Patrick Harris came out right after he came out, though, and, and you know, said whatever he was saying in the Hello opening song. Mm-hmm. He I was immediately transported because he had a Fifty Shades of Grey joke Yeah, that yeah. did not land. But I was like, oh, this is a perfect context for us and this discussion because it was the book, but before the movie came out. So this was a year after the book had come out. So clearly in popular culture. And then they transitioned. So he mentioned he was a three-time host. And then they transitioned into the song, Taylor, you were talking about, which I assume the title was, what if life were more like theater? What if life were more like theater? Yeah. Which was Which was, it was a fun song. So funny. Yeah. 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 This Go year's ahead. award show is looking at the, the shows. You know, we talked about the show at large, but the shows that they're honoring as far as best musical are concerned, we have Once, we have Leap of Faith, we have Newsies, woo, woo, and we have uh, Nice Work If You Can Get It, which I, I would have assumed that's a revival, but I guess it's not. Um, oh. Crazy. Um, and then best play, we have Claiborne, Clay, Clyborne Park. We have other desert cities. We have Peter and the Starcatcher. We have uh, Venus in Fur. And then w- for the revivals, we have uh, for musical, we have Porgy and Bess. We have Avida. We have Follies. We have Jesus Christ, Superstar. It just, it lends itself so well. You always got to sing. And then for plays, uh, best revival of play, we have De- Death of a Salesman. We have The Best Man, uh, which is based on my life again. We have um, <laughs> Masterclass. And then we have Wit, which is also based on, I think this show is actually just Wit. <laughs> Yeah, honestly. Okay, there are also some other other th- things for context that are yeah. not nominated necessarily for those four categories or potentially weren't able to be nominated for those categories. I'm just going to name a few mm-hmm. um, that I, I feel are relevant to me, but Taylor, but feel free to add some more. Performances or clips from as well. Either that they were mentioned or we did see performances or clips yeah. of. So some other... Um, plays that we were definitely talked about is one man two governors yeah which yeah has james corbin in it um james corbin the call- james corden i said did i say it with a d no you said corbin like corbin with Blake. a b 
Well, it's coming on my mind because because God spells on the end. I was like, James, man, what if James Corden and James and and Corbin Blue had a baby? That would be hilarious. It would be amazing. I'm dead. Okay, James James Corbin Blue, one man. Yeah, for musicals, original musicals that also feel relevant, Bonnie and Clyde. Because Laura Osnes was in the crowd. They mentioned Amazing. Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. Ghost the Musical. We saw a performance of Ghost the Musical. Yeah. Which Casey Le- Levy, Levy, how do you mm-hmm. say her last name? Casey Levy, I think. Levy. Yeah. Great. Uh, and herself. something else that needs to be mentioned that cannot go unnamed is Spider Man Turn Off the Dark. Pew, pew. Thwat, thwat. <laughs> So we'll come back to that. Yeah. Also, another right? Spider-Man Other... is um, featured. Just want to say that. No, stop. No, no, I can't. <laughs> Cultural <laughs> relevancy I wrote down. Okay. Musical revivals that we didn't mention, right, is is uh, Godspell. Godspell. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, on a clear day, you can see me forever, but that's not important. But Godspell is very important because Corbin Blue yeah. is in James that. Corbin Blue. Whew. Yeah. Well, on a clear day, I mean, I mean, Jesse Mueller was nominated, so there's that. You're right. You're right. But it wasn't us. Yeah. It didn't feel yeah, as well. But, but you're right. That's all I know about it. Um, she looked great, by the way. She looked yeah. great. She did look great. Okay. I think. Do you want to start with maybe best original score here? This is kind of a crazy category. Again, some of these, some of these um, nominations are kind of all over the place. And especially the wins are kind of all over the place, except they when we get to like, the best musical is kind of featured everywhere, but then it doesn't win. Every- it's just so interesting. It's really all over the place, but best original score, music and lyrics written for the theater, which is interesting. Because, okay, okay. There's a play for two reasons. Yeah. There are two. Yeah. Oh, there are two. You're right. Peter and mm-hmm. the Star Wayne Barker, music and Rick uh elise i hope i'm saying that right lyrics one man two governors grant um olding music and lyrics yeah bonnie and clyde frank wildhorn music and don black lyrics and then winning we have newsies alan menken music and jack feldman lyrics um first of all great i think it's it's i i'm i'm happy for newsies i think it out of those I, I honestly any of them could have won and I would have been happy. Um, but it's interesting that I mean not to like tip the hat, you know, to show the cards a little bit, but the best musical that won the nominated wasn't even nominated. Like what? <laughs> I just want to say that actually only one of the musicals nominated for best musical is in this best original score. That is that's true. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy town. If in my heart of hearts, I would have given it to Bonnie and Clyde, but um, mm. just because I, I love Bonnie and Clyde, it's like one of the, yeah. and I'll talk about it for years and years, but Bonnie and Clyde. And I think the score is amazing. It's an amazing, it amazing. score. And Newsies yeah. is a great score too. So again, I'm not upset about it, but what did you, what do you think about this? Do you have any thoughts besides the, you know, no, I find this, I think, I think this is where this is so strange. Like once again, we have this weird moment where mm-hmm. we're not sure things are not musicals, but things still have scores, yep. but this is different than orchestrations and different than 
musicals and different different than you know it's like oh, i just weird. sound design because like the other thing is it's not sound design it's actually the score which is different than the orchestration and i just truly have to have a moment of even though i understand conceptually what the differences are mm-hmm. even as a theater person i really struggle with this because i do wonder in, in my mind peter and the star catcher totally would have won if this was just about music and lyrics or a best original score for a play yeah you're right and i wonder if if there would have been two other co- very competitive shows that were not nominated for best musical or ones that were like the one that won best musical yeah would be in here and be more competitive i don't know i have no problem with the actual win but i just do it this category specifically and especially this year and there are other years like this where i'm i'm just a little confused it's a little category fraud is what it is well and what's difficult also as you know is that typically in the tonys every like in the tony awards show every best musical and best revival of a musical is performed nomination is nominee is performing and there are normally scenes if not performed in person or staged there are clips of them or like narrations of the story of best play and best revival of a play but we had it twice for one man two governors and peter and the star catcher because they were nominated for this so they were mentioned in the play category and then they had a scene where they did a scene on stage i was really confused by that because i didn't know that's why it happened but then when later when i i was like oh that's why they did that because i was like why were they featured this is so random and they just did they just want james corden to roll around the stage for no reason (laughs) yes honestly it was great i was like yes yeah yeah so yeah very very crazy um obviously we'll shout out here best book of a musical the nominations were harvey Faust, firestein for newsies which arguably he did the best job like the best out of all of them because he really elevated the the script to Darkest. what it became joe um de petro for a nice work if you can get it douglas carter bean for liz estrada jones like what where is that coming from what the heck like just coming yeah. out of left field and then um enda walsh for once which ended up winning the best book again not nominated for best score which is kind of crazy but the book i guess i've actually never seen one so i can't i don't really want to comment oh, really once. you haven't I've seen the movie seen, either no, I've never oh seen wow the movie. Um, oh my gosh i know falling slowly because it's like it's in both the movie and the musical yeah Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but um you know at the time because I had such nostalgia for Newsies I was you know at the time I was like Newsies is I mean and Bonnie and Clyde and all these things but you know once is so there's like a such artistic you know juiciness for the show that I it doesn't surprise me that it that it won over something like Newsies or some even like nice work if you can get it. It makes sense. It's probably a lovely um, script. So I'm not like, yeah, sure. Great. Sure. <laughs> Do you want to hit the listeners up with some best feature performances by a featured actor and actress? Okay, great. So best performance by a featured actress in a musical. The nominations were Devine Joy uh, Randolph for Ghost the Musical, Jesse Mueller, 
uh, for On a Clear Day You Can See Forever, Jane Hadushell from Follies, and then Elizabeth A. Davis uh, with Once, and then Judy Kay um, with Nice Work If You Can Get It, and, she, and Judy taking taking yeah. the award. Yeah, she took the award, which I thought it was fun. I don't know if you read, she said, you know, I guess chandeliers are good to me or something like that which she had previously and then I was like wait was she in phantom so I looked it up and she wasn't she won yeah. a tony award for being in phantom for phantom yeah. yeah yeah so that's funny and then i mean this again it's an interesting it's really all over the the fact that nice work uh, you know showing our cards with best performance by a featured actor sure in a musical yeah. was also from nice work if you can get it so the winner yeah was Michael McGrath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with and nominations, Philip Boykin, Porgy and Bass, Michael Service from Evita, David Allen Greer, Porgy and Bass, and Josh Young, um, Jesus Christ Superstar. I feel like that Josh Young nomination was just like, here you go, we thought you were pretty good. But <laughs> So interesting how they nominated Judas. Anyway. It's interesting here. I feel like they kind of chose the not that these people didn't deserve it, but I feel like they kind of chose like this the safe choice here for both of them. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, you know, I don't really know about best performance in a featured actress by a featured actress in a musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Jane, I would have thought would have won. Right. She eventually wins in 2016 for The yeah. Humans. So she's got a Tony. Mm-hmm. But I am, am intrigued by that. You know, but the featured actor in a musical, it should have been one of the people from Porgy and Bess. From Porgy and Bess, exactly. I totally agree. Like, David Allen Greer is so vibrant. Yeah, that would have been my choice. Yeah, yeah. performance, even from the little performance we saw, is so good. I also find it very difficult. I once again will just, here we go again. But, like, nice work if you can get it is nominated for Best Musical. But it doesn't take home a lot of other things either. No. It just takes home these two yeah. awards. Yeah. And and which doesn't even, mean they don't deserve it. It's just kind of crazy to think about. Even like the lead actress is only nominated, but Matthew Broderick isn't nominated. Which so. is crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, yeah, because I I that performance that. was great. It was great. It was great. He was the best part of that. Oh, so I mean, yeah. not that I don't like Kelly O'Hara. I love her, but in terms of the act, in terms of like, he was great. Yeah. I so as far as the featured actor, I would have given it to David Allen Greer. I love Jesse Mueller, so why not give her another Tony? I would have given that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> she ultimately wins it, maybe for her best role, but. Um, yeah you know arguably we'll see so where Um, should we go next taylor well i just want to highlight here you know best performance by a featured actor in a play best performance by a featured actress in a play we have some fun cool things here um judith light ultimately winning for other desert cities in the as a featured actress but we have um uh uh really a fan fave in the show of theater nerd sierra keenan bolger nominated for yes, Peter and sorry. the Starcatcher. Um, she's just as Molly. But her brother's also on stage for Newsies, yeah, which is my favorite part about this. I know, such a fun family affair. And then we have, I mean, really the 
just like so the piece cool. de resistance the piece de resistance <laughs> chef's kiss christian borrell winning for peter and the star catcher maybe his best role is that like as the black sash, sash yeah as the black sash but then we have such so cool other performances of Andrew Garfield in Death of a Salesman as Biff Lohman. So cool that he was nominated here. Um, I just need us to have a moment where we talk about Andrew Garfield. Is this the moment? We can always talk about Andrew Garfield. Again, bringing it to relevance because this year he was nominated for his performance playing Jonathan Larson in Tick, Tick, Boom. And of course, you know, spoiler if you haven't seen already, being in Spider-Man and then Spider-Man being talked about here. It's just crazy. It's crazy how relevant this Tony Awards is. Yes. And so Andrew Garfield is there nominated as a featured actor in a play mm-hmm. for a revival of a play while there is Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark on Broadway. And at one point, Neil Patrick Harris literally comes down mm-hmm. out from the ceiling on a string Amazing. on like, a, you know, a spider string and makes a Spider-Man joke and then makes a terrible joke, but people still laugh. So I guess it landed about how te- technical difficulties there are because there were terrible technical difficulties for spider-man turn on the dark which eventually ended its essentially ended its run yeah yeah. um it ran for a long time though big Um, yikes and and i will say the important note for all my friends listening out there who love andrew garfield like i do right this is 2012 in june in i believe may if not april 2012 was the first press appearance with emma stone and andrew garfield together officially yep after a year of rumors and you best believe they're sitting next to each other during the show so i just need you all to know it's worth to watch just to see the two of them right there together also that spider-man joke is still relevant today because for those that watched the recent academy awards amy schumer came down in a spider-man costume (laughs) From the ceiling. There's 10 years later, these jokes are still with They're us. They're still there. And, you know, will they ever go away? Who knows? Jessica Chastain won, uh, announced the best performance by a featured actor in a play. And Andrew Garfield was nominated in that uh, category. <laughs> and Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield were in the eyes of Tammy Faye this year. So again, connections, connections. Um, <laughs> just want to shout that out there. I love that. Also, Christian Borrell, National Treasure. We love him. He's so great. Okay. He deserved that win. No so doubt about it, though. It. As much as I love Andrew Garfield, you know, he had his time later when he won. I also just love that even 10 years ago, Andrew Garfield was such a theater lover and, you know, such like it's really in his blood, like you can tell. And he loves it so much. And it's so great. It's really cool. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Um, where to next? Well, we have best performance by a leading actor and actress in a musical this is kind of a crazy cat these two categories are kind of crazy um just there's some really really like in any other year i think there are some performances that would have won uh and and in if it weren't you know for some other performances that won that wasn't a way a good way of explaining it maybe but basically the competition was hot it was hot. It was hot. So we have best performance by a leading actor in a musical. We have Ron Rains and Follies. We have Norm Lewis and Porgy and mm-hmm. Bess. 
Ugh, we have Jeremy freaking Jordan for <laughs> his first nomination. And then we have Danny Bierstein for Follies, who took on his Bless. first Tony Award last year, which is crazy. And then we which have crazy. we have Steve Kazee in Once, which I do just want to shout out here. Where is Steve Kazee? What is he doing now? He won this Tony Award, and then where did he go? I don't know. Um, you know, I don't even know the answer to that. I have some personal feelings about he this. But what do you think? What do you, who should have who do you think Steve Kazee deserved to win and who but who should have won? Well, just just quickly, Steve Kazee was in the original um, production of Pretty Woman the Musical that ran in Chicago, so that's okay. helpful. Cool. Um, and then he played in Love Actually Live. Oh, but good that's uh, and recently he was in a t- TV show called The Rookie. Great. Okay, so he's doing any, something, any and he hasn't hands out there at us on Instagram. And he he hasn't been. Oh, this says he was previously in a relationship with Megan Hilty. Yes, he was. <gasps> he was. I remember watching a Broadway.com video interview with him at the time, and he's he used to be married to Megan Hilty. And they were talking and during this time they would be smash. married because it said they were there until 2012. Yes, by the way, this is a huge smash time. Yeah. So that's very important for Christians win and just in general for who yeah. Taylor and I were in this moment. Okay. So in terms of best performance, this is hard because the performances we saw, um, we saw once. We did see Follies, yeah. where Danny right. was singing, right. and we saw Newsies, and we saw Porgy and Bess. And we saw Porgy and where Jeremy Jordan and Norm Lewis were also singing as a part of those numbers. Erstein. Okay. Yeah. So based off of the performance I saw, I would have given it to Norm Lewis. Yeah, that's fair. He's the very good second. He's never won a Tony Award. He has Which never is wild. That is freaking crazy. When I think about him, I think of him as a like theater icon. Yeah, he is. And again, when you when we go to best performance by a leading actress, I feel like not that she didn't deserve it, but it was kind of a like they checked up. They were like, oh yeah, she's great. We'll we'll give her the award. But then with it was kind of like why why not give him the award? Too? They were they were pair. That literally the whole show is called Porgy and Bess. I don't understand. I think what's also hard is that you have this also for once though, the person who won yeah. for once, so right. yeah. her, his pair, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you know, well, then you but, have it for freaking Bonnie and Clyde because you have uh, Bonnie nominated for Bonnie and Clyde, not. Clyde, not nominated for Bonnie and Clyde. So, yeah. <laughs> and for those that don't I know, will- Bonnie and Clyde opened in January of 2012 and, or, barely or the, making it ran november it, it opened november of 2011 it ran for like two months and then it ended and then newsies decided it was going to come to broadway so then new and then jeremy jordan was able because bonnie and clyde had closed able to join newsies went for the broadway run and of course we know newsies ran for a long time jeremy jordan went on to um you know star in supergirl all these things but laura osnes of course can't forget him in Smash, though. Oh, yeah. Right, right. You're right. Thank you. Smash. Right, right, right. You're right. Mm-hmm. That was before Supergirl. But I just, I, I love Norm Lewis so much. And I think, you know, the fact that he hasn't won a Tony Award yet is kind of crazy. You know, of course, we're already kind of talking about it. Best performance by a leading actress in a musical. We have Laura Osnes and Bonnie and Clyde. What an incredible performance. And I wish people talked about that more. 
Laura yeah. Osnes and Bonnie and Clyde. Like she is great in Cinderella. She's great in other things. Bonnie, I think maybe her best. This is her best, her best yeah. performance. For yeah. Sure. It's also just such a great, she's so good in this. So good. Kelly O'Hara. Nice work. If you can get it. Amazing. Amazing. She is such an incredible. Performance. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen Milioti in uh, in once um, so good. I mean, she's incredible. Also, too, this really made her this a star. She went on yeah. to of star as the mother in How I Met Your Mother. I mean, what an iconic performance! Which is crazy, crazy. And then she even she was Leonardo DiCaprio's wife in The Wolf of Wall Street, and yeah, she's been you know kind of doing such great work since then so that what's interesting to me is that that once made her kind of a giant star but then steve kazee where is he who no one knows but then she didn't win the tony i don't understand okay then jane maxwell in follies and then Which, we have winning, wow yeah amazing and then we have winning audra mcdonald from poor game best again incredible i do not i i think she definitely deserved to win but then again why not give it to norm lewis I don't i'm not gonna play down though that audra mcdonald deserves to win every tony award possible and i think she's the most tony she's won six tony awards it's crazy yeah she wins she deserves everything yeah Yeah, for sure i I do want to hot point feature um our best performance by leading actor and actress in a play i think to be honest the best performance by a leading actor in a play may be the best group nominated. Of men? Or just in general? In this year, in this category. We have John Lithgow, the columnist. We have Frank Langella, man and boy. We have James George Jones in The Best Man. We have Philip Seymour Hoffman in Death of a Salesman. And then we have Little Nobody. No one knows who he is at this time. I'm so shocked that he won James Corden, One Man, Two Governors. I think that really just shows the power of James Corden. It really does. Yeah, he was in. He w- he had been in a few things before this. Yes, but I think as because far as Gulliver's West, Travels. But I think as far as America, I don't think many people knew who he was. Yeah, that's fair. He was in Gulliver's Travels right before this. Yeah. But so. and and he did that Gavin and Stacey show, I think, which was yeah. the BBC show. But yeah, I just think those those men in that category are just incredible. And then, and I want to shout out here, James Corden's acceptance speech it was my favorite. It was so good. He talked about he talked about the other people. He it was like the best of everything. He talked about the people in his category. He talked about the show, and then he talked about his girlfriend at the time of how she's his baby mama, and how like he can't wait to marry her and how at the very end he said so, like I'm paraphrasing but he was like you made I into us was like his lie and I was like oh my gosh James Corden you made me laugh you made me cry like it was amazing it was like James Corden at his best and I was like oh my uh, god was this a the sucker Corden? <laughs> maybe who knows yeah but I don't really, know like really made him a star like this if he had not won here, would we still be talking about him? Well, he would not have gone on to host his show. Yeah, no, absolutely Well, not. he wouldn't have gotten into the woods, which wouldn't have gotten him the show, which wouldn't have gotten him, yeah. you know, everyone being like, is he going to be the wizard in the Wicked movie? Who knows? Um, oh, gosh. 
Yeah. I just want to shout out the best performance by a leading actress in a play, Nina Arianda, Arianda, I think, in Venus and Fur. I think the reason why this is interesting to me is, again, we're still talking that she played in, uh, she was in the movie Being the Ricardos this year. So, like, we're, these are people we're still talking about and um, were, that are still, you know, she played Vivian Vance in Being the Ricardos this year. Um, it's just interesting that these are, you know, 10 years later, still people were talking about, except, except Steve Kazee. <laughs> right. Way to hate on him. So the last four categories, which we kind of mentioned before, are I'm going to start with best revivals because that's always mm-hmm. the best place to start. So best revival of a play, once again, the nominations are Wit, Masterclass, The Best Man, and Death of a Salesman, with Death of a Salesman taking home the win. Mm. You know, to be honest, I haven't seen any of the others. I do know what Wit is about. Um, I love Death of a Salesman, and I can imagine with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in it and uh, Andrew Garfield, it was probably an amazing show. So maybe it did deserve to win. It's a great show to begin with. So mm-hmm. in my opinion, what about you, Tay? Did you have any feelings about Best Revival of a Play? Well, the thing I want to talk about here, and I don't know if you want to mention it, Rachel, too, sure. is with Scott Rudin taking the Best Producing Prize here, you know, it's just a little, it's just, you know, with the alle- allegations and, you know, things that have come out with him about him, and not even allegation. I mean, it's all, it's basically you know truth about him yelling at his you know workers yelling at people and treating you know the actors differently than the people that work for him and and just being really of a not a it seems like not a kind person it's interesting to see this win and 10 years later kind of the difference you know the differences that that time really shows of like who a true person is yeah, what is interesting is that this also wins best direction. Right. Right. And so so does so does the best musical nomination, not the revival. Um yeah. I, I don't have anything else to add. I agree with what you're yeah. saying. I do think, I mean, I do I do think there are some things that we get to see later. I, I will as an aside, not to sidestep anything. Um but you know, we talk a lot about, at least in the musical theater world, we talk a lot about Fosse mm. and any choreography related to Fosse is just like this big thing. But then you understand that he maybe wasn't the greatest person to his wife yeah. or to other people. And it's hard of how do you take this often, you know, especially when we have time periods of being unchecked, this is still mm. right pre me too, sort of like right yeah. pre me too. So not that that is any excuse. It's totally not. It's not an excuse, but it is fascinating to hold intention. People who have created and directed beautiful work and who we've come to find out later on who they actually are. Mm-hmm. And the question I think for us as audience members, because we're not a part of the theater community in the same way is how do we make it accessible for people to be supported when they need to tell the stories about what is happening and ways to protect them against directors or against other people who maybe are taking advantage of them. I mean, not to bring it back to Smash, but Smash was so controversial also because the way that they're portraying a director in the show is like, he's kind of sleazy 
And then the main, one of the main characters ends up sleeping with him. And then it's like, was she really willing or was there this power dynamic? Right. And I think anyway, there's all this stuff that we can talk about. And I, I think it's important to think about, and it's definitely important for the theater community in general, especially actors and people who are inside of the unit to think more about, but it's also our job as audience members to make sure that we're not glossing over the realities Mm -hmm. of what's happening. And I would say that was so relevant for this past Tony Awards with, you know, the LGBTQ and trans population maybe not being treated well when it came to Jagged Little Pill and some of its featured actors and actresses. Um, And so we can't lose sight of that. Although we do have to recognize there's maybe some ability to separate the work and the people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a constant battle we'll be facing for years to come because humans mess up and, but also create and are capable of creating incredible pieces of art. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to best revival of a musical, the uh, nominations were Jesus Christ Superstar, Follies, Evita, and Porgy and Bess, with Porgy and Bess taking home the show or the yeah. award. They also took the show home. They also took it home. Wow. Um, I have no notes on this. I liked, I once again, I think Danny should have won for Follies, but I don't think Follies should have won. Mm. Uh, and I do wonder, I, I can't remember. They did win. Okay, great. So I, I as I was going to say, Follies should have won for best costuming and they did. So I feel great. Great. Porgy and Bess taking this home is great. Totally. Okay. Totally so the last two, best play. Best play, we already said already, but Venus and Fur, Peter and the Starcatcher, Other Desert Cities, and Clybourne Park were the nominees, and the winner being Clybourne Park. Mm. Taylor, I know nothing about Clybourne Park, but I'm just saying, based off of all the other nominations, this should have either been Peter and the Starcatcher or Other Desert Cities. It should have been, I think it should have been Peter and the Starcatcher. Peter and the Starcatcher, yes. It is hands down one of the best plays I've ever seen. And yeah. Clybourne Park is probably like now the the clip they showed was a very interesting clip. I, I enjoyed the the clip. But yeah, it's know. a spin-off of a raisin in the sun, which is right. fine. It seems uh, it's just like hard another... because Peter and the star catcher was coming together for three years before yeah. it got here. Yeah. It seemed like one of these, like, okay, we gave Christian the award. So that's like, he'll take the award for the show. We gave Judith the award yeah. for, yeah, yeah I know. And Clyburn, it seemed like, well, Peter and the star catcher is kind of this kid show. Like it's not whatever. Yes. I do think like, that's a good point. Yeah. I think this is what we talk about when we talk about plays that oftentimes plays that are more like musicals. And I mean that in the sense of like more potentially jovial and like funny. I noticed this when they were showing clips of all the plays, the majority of plays are of old people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least the clips that they showed yeah. not so much anymore because we're slowly changing this game, right. but it was of older people. And then you have Peter and the star catcher, which is such a great show mm-hmm. and it's made for all the audiences, but it is kind of a prequel to Peter Pan. Right. Uh, and it just, I feel it was overshadowed be- yeah. or overlooked. I do want to point out as well, Clyburn Park opened on Broadway April 19, 2012, closed on Broadway 16 weeks later. Yeah, wild. Um, Peter and the Starcatcher opening 
April 15th, 2012, closed January 14th, 2014. Yeah. So it was such a long time. Yeah. Um, And it really, I think, you know, well, that's that's a trend. Tony's that. Uh, shows that don't win a Tony Award can be more popular and last a lot longer than shows that that do. And we'll see that even. Perfect. Let's baseball. talk about that for the next category because yeah. I think this is important and yeah. something we've d- mentioned before. So best musical, which will be the last category we talk about, is um, not the nominees are Nice Work If You Can Get It, Newsies, Leap of Faith, also once again, where the heck did that come from? I know, featuring Leslie Odom Jr. Just <laughs> I know, which is amazing. Yeah. And once, once taking home best musical. But what Taylor is, which maybe it should have, I really I it was great. It is hard for me to not think that yeah. Newsies shouldn't have gotten it too, but I right. love once. I've seen it twice in right. real time. I've seen the movie, the movie adaptation moved into a musical they did a pretty good job of taking things and making it different it is just so different than what i think of a musical yeah so this is where i'm like if peter and the star catcher is a play and once is a musical what because once has more orchestrations and definitely should have won for that so good but should it have won best musical is it a musical is it the best musical so I have lots of questions because I also am confused about Peter and the Starcatcher being a play because it kind of is, but there's lots of singing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. altogether a little frustrated by this year, which is why I chose it. But I think the the thing that you were saying, Taylor, which we've mentioned, is that just because you take home this best musical or best play doesn't mean anything related to the audience you're gonna have. Right. It can mean some things and it certainly does mean yeah. something. Don't yep. you worry, mm-hmm. but it does not mean everything. Yeah. And we saw this with a, quite a few, we've seen this with quite a few other shows Yeah. Um, and Newsies obviously running longer, touring longer. Yeah. Um, and well, it's a miracle. Even Newsies really even happened on Broadway. I mean, to be yeah, honest, that's fair. but also I think Newsies took, I, and I think it's kind of the same thing of like Newsies is a little more lighter of a show. Once is an intense like drama. Clyburn Park is an intense drama. Peter and the Star. Like imagine if Peter and the Starcatcher Newsies took both home the top prizes. Yeah. I think it would have been like. I love that. Every once. No, I know. In my heart of hearts, that's like what wins. But Newsies at least, and we didn't talk about this, but shout out, at least took home best choreography, of course, for Christopher. Which Kelly, it should have, obviously. Yeah, obviously. So I don't know. It's, yeah, it's interesting to see, like, what were the vote? I wonder, were the voters thinking, like, oh, Newsies is kind of like that little, and it's like, it's even a, it's a blessing for them that they even got nominated, like, type of thing. Yeah. This is so hard because this will lead into some of, the years following this, there are a few other, what I might term as um, fun shows, right. <laughs> children right. shows, right. the family shows. Right. And this is hard because Lion King took home Best Musical. Yeah. The last time we did this. Yeah. So that to me, I mean, it was great. And there were maybe lots of things. This is, this is the point of like, maybe there were a lot of things related to costuming like there was a lot more that made us think oh this is going to be the show for best musical because all these other things were happening but it's still a question of once again we're here to question whether the tony awards the people who 
make the judgment and vote and cast the votes for this, mm-hmm. are we still using a white European acting class rule? Yeah. And if we are, then of course we're missing out on all these other things, or potentially we're, we're saying we're, we're voting for things because we feel we should, uh, which is also once again, where some things get kind of, kind of missed. I don't know. I don't, I really, I struggle with the importance of the Tony Awards, but I want, I want to say one more time that the reason I like the Tony Awards more than any other kind of award is not show is not because of the awards themselves. It's because of the camaraderie. There were many people who thanked many people who were not a part of their show who mentioned you know, just what it's, what, how great it is to be a part of the Broadway community. There's many different people who come on just to talk about that. That's, yeah. I, so I think there is something that feels very like kind mm. um, in I a different way. As a whole. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I totally, yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Also, I want to, I do want to point out two things before we wrap up here. Yeah. Um, the oversaturation, I wonder, of Disney in general versus, you know, Lion King versus now. I wonder how much that had played a part into it, of t- sure. into 2012 versus 1998. And then also, I just want to point out this blew my mind. Um, once actually played more performances than Newsies on Broadway. No way. Once played 1,167 performances and Newsies played 1004 performances on broadway that's crazy but one started before right before before best musical before newsies did 18th 2012 oh yeah and newsies opened march 18th that's so soon March 29th 2012 so they were very close they were so close that's crazy that is crazy but again Mm. newsies maybe better question mark who knows let us know in the comments you guys <laughs> what you guys thought of this tony awards 2012 neil patrick harris all the things spider-man of course we want to know your thoughts about the 2012 tony awards let us know we're going to provide the actual youtube show in our uh in our show notes below so you guys can check it out we watched it ourselves um let us know if you guys watched this live like we did um, we'd love to hear that and uh, let us know who you thought uh, either, you know, should have won or if the people did win, deserve to win. So, yeah. Thank you, Rachel, for yeah. this discussion. Thanks, Tay. That oh, was so, so fun. fun. So fun. All right, Rachel, let's do character of the week. Yes, Taylor, let's do it. So this is a segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character we are feeling like for that week. So what are the vibes? What are the vibes for this week? We also would love to hear your character. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you're, uh, who you are feeling this week and you may get a shout out on an episode uh, as well. You guys can of course go on our website as well and submit a character form there link in the show notes below. Yes. Do it. Also Taylor. So who is your character of the week? Oh my gosh, Rachel. I'm so glad you asked. Oh, <laughs> I'm so, wow. I just feel so blessed to be here, you guys, <laughs> on, this, on this day. Um, well, you know, yesterday, uh, you know, releasing this is uh, was Easter. 
so uh, it's a fun holiday. And I just, you know, if you guys don't know. It's a fun uh, holiday. It's a fun holiday. We got we got Jesus, if you're into that. We got Easter. We, uh, we got Easter. We got, we got bunnies. We got Wait. chocolate. This is amazing. Uh, well, we had we had two Jesus. Uh, how do we not talk about this in the Tony Awards? We had two exactly. Jesus things: Godspell and Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, they were yeah. really feeling Easter. Exactly. Uh, we beseech thee. So <laughs> uh, this this week, because of the Easter holiday, I'm really feeling holiday. I'm getting in the spirit. So my character is Jim Hardy from holiday in and another shout out to corbin blue oh my because gosh. He, uh, 2016 revival of holiday in um That's that amazing. show is so much fun i actually got to be a part of stage manager and and, and kind of slyly be in that show because musical theater never has enough guys so i got to kind of be <laughs> i got to stage manage and then slip into the show and then go back to stage managing uh and it was so much fun so jim hardy feeling the holiday opens opens up a holiday in so much fun happy easter for the i hope you guys if you celebrate easter hope you guys had so much fun yesterday celebrating with your family and bunnies together bunnies that's all we need that's all we need in our lives uh rachel tell me who is your amazing this week yeah my character of the week is inspired by our tony uh award 2012 yes so i feel like this weekend i was really funny but funny in like the three stooges kind of way and like maybe (laughs) just kind of doing a little slapstick comedy, not really on purpose. And that reminds me of this other person who's a little bit uh, abused by his best friend and or mentor and or I don't really know. Um, And, you know, I also feel sometimes like I'm on a ship in the middle of nowhere with, you know, acting like a pirate. So I'm Smee (laughs) from Peter Pan, whom I love. Uh, and when honestly, when we talk about dream roles, why was that not in there? Because I would love to place me. So this and week, I'll I'm play just black sash, and you can play amazing. Me. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I love it. Love it, uh, so, guys. Yeah. Well, if you would like to join in on our discussion, check us out at theaternerdpod.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod, and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. Now is the time to seize the day. They're gonna see this hell to pay. Oh, oh, get that. Nothing it's